light this candle. I'm talking about Patreon. You haven't heard it? It's Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. We're on Patreon. I'm doing a new Patreon intro. I'm Jake. That's Tevis. We're Ticket Price. Ticket Price Podcast. Patreon. You can tune into our episodes. We get comment sections. Ticket Price Top 10 Tuesdays. Check them out. Bonus content. Moments in horror. We got it all. Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. Jake Tevis. Ticket Price. Patreon. Loud noises. Let's burn this candle. <laughs> Slight technical difficulties. We are sorry. The podcast you are trying to listen to is being edited by Tevis and is having extreme technical difficulties. It sucks anyway. Switch over to something else. <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good whenever it is you're tuning in. Welcome to Ticket Price Holiday Edition. Holiday. Oh. Hmm. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> you little ho ho chortle. I know, it wasn't really Santa. I don't know what no, it was. It was like an elf that sat on a nail or something. Yeah, but did he like it? Did he not like it? That's I don't why know. he hasn't gotten up. I don't know. <laughs> He's still investigating how he feels about it. What are we doing? <laughs> We're oh, outing no. elves, apparently. Just the one. Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> what, who? I'm Jake, that's right. Yeah, you this gotta is, say who we are this in the is, podcast. This is Ticket Price, a podcast where we talk about movies and elves of some description, possibly. I am your co-host, Jake. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, and the only man who thinks Hugh Jackman is an overrated Wolverine. Tevis at Master Control. How are you, sir? I'm hurt by that comment. <laughs> Have you seen the meme that's like, it's talking about, it, it has like a span of years. And it's like within this year to this year, there were six Batmans, three Spider-Mans, oh, yeah. three, you know, whoever else. And then just, it's listing all these different uh, uh, recasts. And then it's just a picture of Hugh Jackman sitting like a boss. <laughs> it's like Wolverine and it's just him. I mean, I don't know of anybody else who could play Wolverine right now. No. And I... You know they're going to eventually recast it. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Okay. Right. If if it's if it happens next year, I feel real sorry for that son of a bitch who has to fill Hugh Jackman's shoes. If they let Absolutely. it sit for five, ten years, they, then do it. No way they would do that. I know, but they should. And hear me out. If you just let it simmer, at least then the person who's going to come in has a chance. <laughs> no, they won't care about that. I know. They're just going to throw somebody into the wolves and Liam Hemsworth. He's the one who's getting thrown in for all the bad recasting, <laughs> oh right? <my> God, <laughs> The worst brother. He's the Charlie Sheen of that family. Oh, wait a minute. Don't do Liam like that. I've Why? seen him act in movies. <laughs> yeah, don't do him like that. Not Charlie. Sheen. I watched Young Guns. I talked about Young Guns. Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, Liam Neeson, and Liam Hemsworth would have been better as uh, Charlie Sheen's character. Dick. Billy. Hey, Just the character's hey, name was Dick. Hey, Billy. So terrible. What are we doing? We're doing gremlins. Gremlins! Oh, gremlin. Can we talk about Liam Neeson Hemsworth? About Liam Hemsworth recasting his dick? <laughs> From Young Guns. From Young Guns. <laughs> I didn't know Liam needed a dick double. 
I am available. Uh, my prices are outrageously high, and I don't do retakes. You gotta get it all in one one shot. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I do. <laughs> I don't know what that joke means. <laughs> I kind of have an idea, but we're talking about gremlins. Oh, gremlins. All right, can we go back to last week when we talked about Lethal Weapon? No, we're talking about gremlins. Oh, all right. Gremlins, the holiday class classic. Classic? Classic. The holiday. Film. <laughs> holiday film. Yeah, oh. that works. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll save it. I'll save it. We have an introduction to do. Yeah. Then I'll tear this piece of shit apart. Yeah, you have to do your... So, Gremlin, thing. out in 1984, written by Chris Columbus. Now, I would like to pause here. Your last name is Columbus. Why in the hell do you name your son Chris and or Christopher? What is the matter with you? What are you talking about? But written by Chris Columbus. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I... Hi, I'm Jake. (laughs) We're recording a podcast. It's called Ticket Price. We're talking about Gremlins. It was written by Chris Columbus. I'm making a witty observation about how much his parents hated him. That is kind of an odd thing to name your parents. He didn't name his parents. What are you? What are we doing? I mean, that is kind of an odd thing from his parents. Has anyone seen the movie Scanners? (laughs) That dude's head explodes. I don't know whose head's about to pop, but I know someone's head is about to pop right now. I think I'm having a stroke. I hope you're having a stroke. (laughs) No, written by Chris Columbus, directed by Joe Dante, starring uh, Zach Galligan, Corey Feldman, some others. Oh, I look like you were about to say something. (laughs) I was waiting for you to ramble off some more names, and you're just like... Meh. Do you know how hard it? I I looked. I was like, "Is there anyone in this movie of note at all?" And there isn't. Corey There's Feldman. Zach Galligan, who's on this list because he's the main character. Phoebe Cates. Who? Phoebe Cates. Is she the one who had the the daddy issues? <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Okay, ratings. IMDb seven point three. Mm. Rotten Tomatoes Maybe. Rotten Tomatoes 86 No Both of these for me Way too high Way Wait it's too high This movie is a 6 slash 60% range Maybe 50s I'll give it a 70 Low 70 Like 70 like a 7.3 out of 10? No, that's too high. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 73% too high. 69% too low. That creamy middle of 70 to 71, yeah. maybe 72. Just 70 and a half. 70 to 70 and a half. I know we've kind of talked about this before. If your rating system is a 1 to 10 or a 1 to 100 or whatever, and then you add decimal points. Your rating system sucks. You should reevaluate it and then reevaluate yourselves. What the hell are you doing? And this movie's a 7.3, but this movie's a 7.5. Fuck you and your 7. Point whatever. We're talking about 
two ticks of a decimal. That's the same score. <laughs> what are we talking about? Movie Raiders, why are you so bad at this? We get it right, and we're just jerk-offs in a basement. <laughs> we're the Wayne's World a, of Podcasts. It's the studio. It's a studio basement. <laughs> of a studio apartment. No, I'm just oh. <laughs> wow. We are currently recording in a studio apartment below a bowling alley and, a, and above another bowling alley. <laughs> Simpsons joke for, for any of my Frank Grimes fans out there. Justice for grimy. But no, I just... Rating systems like that, they do irritate me. And it's been a while... I feel like it's been a while since I raved about it. No. No, it hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Then you can have an eight-point eat my ass. (laughs) How about that? All right. Gremlins had a budget of uh, estimated $11 And a worldwide gross of one hundred and fifty-seven point eight nine million. Eleven million. Man, yeah, that seems super low for for all the puppetry all... and the animatronics. Yeah. yeah, I thought that too. I- I'll give it that. This movie was made on a budget that I didn't realize it had. No. Hmm. Um, eight award wins with seven nominations. This movie did crazy well at that year's Saturn Awards. The Saturn people loved Gremlins. I loved Gremlins when I was a kid. And I think that helps. Yeah. You know what doesn't help? Watching it when you're an adult. When you're a 30-something-year-old man who has never seen this movie. And now oh, you're, you've never seen And now movie? you're watching it with a critical eye oh. for a podcast you do. Okay. That's not, that's not a good time to watch it. <laughs> well, the history with this film is going to be super easy for you. It really is. Reviews. Ebs. Yeah, what did he say? Three stars, a sophisticated and witty B-movie. Okay, I can get behind that. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. The New York Times said that Gremlins is far more interested in showing off its knowledge of movie lore than providing consistent entertainment. And I get what they're saying. You do? Yeah. Okay, fill me in. Okay, so what they're saying here is that Gremlins, the writing of Gremlins, and maybe some of the directing, some of the stuff that they do, but they seem more interested in showing off all of their pop culture film knowledge and and, and adding it to the movie than actually writing their own good movie. (laughs) There were a few moments where I'm like, wait, is that a... Oh, yeah, this is clearly a reference, whether it's an action or someone says something or... Maybe I just didn't pick up on it. That wouldn't surprise me. Have you actually watched any of the movies we've done? Usually you're like, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, I watched this like three months ago. When you were a child. Yeah, when I was a child. <laughs> uh, but no, I, th- I get what they're saying. Any takeaways? Anything you got for this part? Before we dive into our histories? Everyone, hold on. Everyone, shut the hell up. Who's calling me? I don't know. Wait a minute. My get phone calls. I was Wait, what, what time is it? It's like was. 9 o'clock at night. Who's calling me? Past your bedtime. I want your blood. And I want your souls. And I want them both right now. 
That's a goddamn blood drive calling me. It's eight at night. You pulled for a blood drive? That's a goddamn blood drive calling me. Leave me alone. Fucking Dracula. <laughs> the good Dracula. Not the oh, not alopecia the... man bat? No, not that son of a bitch. Uh, uh, no, I don't have anything going of uh, the past thing we were doing. Motherfuckers calling me while I'm recording? I thought someone died. I was like, who's calling? Okay, Somebody so they will if you don't donate to the blood drive. That's not my problem. <laughs> that's really all I got. I don't okay. know. Okay, moving on. So I have no history with this movie. Next, no. Okay. You know, it's one of those things where I never, I've never watched it. It was there. There was a certain group of kids in the neighborhood. I'm not gonna say names or whatever, no, but. They were super into this movie. This, and so mentally, I have a file in my brain of movies that these kids liked. That they were like, Jake, you got to come over. Jake, you got to come watch it. You know, Jake, Jake, Jake. Gremlins. Goonies. Short Circuit. Like, there's just a, a list of movies that I'm like, oh, all these movies are terrible. But these kids loved them and wanted to watch them all the time. I'm like, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> This movie sucks. And that was when I was a kid. So they were like, come watch Gremlins. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch Gremlins. I watch fucking Goonies with you guys. Yeah. And Goonies sucks. Goonies is awesome. What? No. <laughs> oh, short, okay. short circuit, not so much. <laughs> but he gets angry and has a mohawk and burp, burp, burp. <laughs> so no, it's just all these movies are just clumped together for me. But obviously being... Uh, somewhat aware of pop culture and you know I know about Gizmo and Gremlins and don't get them wet don't feed them after midnight you know blah blah, blah. you know the, the basics yeah. but no I've never seen this movie okay Um, I have seen this movie I saw it when it came out in the theater back in the 80s 80s was a weird time 84 84 yeah Um, I loved Gizmo I loved the Gremlins I thought they were really cool I was able to do the gizmo voice and I would get offered milk at lunch <laughs> to do the voice. Tevis, I'll give you my chocolate milk if you do the gizmo. Yeah. Um, Wait, Tevis, I'll give you my chocolate milk if you do the gizmo right now. There is no Come way. on, do it. There's no way I can do it. Do now. it, pussy. <laughs> you won't do it. No balls. Oh, in that case. We'll do the gizmo. No balls. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, but we need an impression for ticket price bingo. Oh, well, well maybe I'll throw it no out. No balls. Wait, what was that? I don't know. What the hell was there? Um, I'll do the impression. No balls. Nope, I can't. No do balls. No, I, can't. Um, I would like everyone to hold up their no balls t-shirt <laughs> to Tevis right now. Come on, do it. If anybody has a no balls t-shirt, I want to I wanna buy it from them. <laughs> no balls but uh, I would watch it periodically when it would come on HBO or you know I have a DVD copy of it so I've you know I've shown my 10 year old mm -hmm. this movie and she enjoyed it although when I watched it again when uh, with her I don't know there was something off about it oh there's a lot off about it maybe it's because I'm 47 years old I don't know <laughs> why did you just completely out yourself yeah do the gizmo voice. No. <laughs> the best. That's, that's, that's the best I got. 
was the worst impression I know. that's ever been done that's, on this show. That's probably the exact impression I did when I was a child. And people just. <laughs> when you were hustling milk at yeah, lunch. Walk out with 14 it was the depression there was a shortage (laughs) you know there were there were there were only certain amounts of milk schools were getting and you were doing gizmo impressions and getting all the milk and then you'd live high on the cow and then you'd go and you'd you'd collect scrap metal so the soldiers could have bullets (laughs) yeah me and rosie the riveter (laughs) shout out to rosie hell yeah we can do it so I guess uh are we getting into this movie? Probably is it should. time? Is it time? Probably should. So I'm gonna bag on this movie. But to be fair, unless it's a movie I hundred percent love, I bag on everything. Yeah, we bag on everything, actually. But if I'm being honest, and I want to preface this whole part right now. I don't hate this movie. I don't like this movie, and I will never watch it again, and I will never show it to my children. I don't hate this movie. By the end of it, I was just dumbfounded trying to figure out what the hell did I just watch? What was this? My head felt smaller for some- it's like it's like an old car muffler had just been shooting exhaust into the living room and i'm just just me sitting there going the hell is this did you watch this in your car in the garage with the, with the car running no that was avatar and i i almost died to that movie so long it just and you know what I, I talk a lot of times um my wife and dad will watch movies with me and this one they both made it all the way through really and by the end of it, reluctantly, not even reluctantly, it was more just like grotesque curiosity. No one was enjoying it, but we were like, what's next? Like, what the hell is going to happen next? This is so weird. It's like I was it's like we were all forced to walk through like a, 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 a like an old school original like P.T. Barnum freak show. And we were just going like, man, I don't want to be here, but I guess I got to finish it. It's the only way I can get out. <laughs> and we we all just went, what was that? Yeah, I don't think I was old enough to watch this movie when I watched it the first time. But like I said, it was in the 80s, so it was a weird time. Like stuff being marketed to kids that really shouldn't be mm-hmm. marketed to kids. Yeah. Like I remember, there was a but Gizmo, a, a Rambo cartoon. I'm like, <laughs> what? How, why are you marketing Rambo to kid? And it's the same way with RoboCop. There was a yeah, RoboCop I remember cartoon. the RoboCop one. Yeah, um, but that's that's just the '80s. It was like, oh, we have this popular movie, but no, no, we can't, we can't market this to children. It's R-rated. Just make it a cartoon. We'll be fine. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. So our movie opens up with. The father of the family, Zach Galligan's character's dad, and he's a real stew pickles inventor piece of shit kind uh, of a guy. <laughs> Shout out to my Rugrats fans and the hot stew pickles reference. This guy is the My Pillow guy 
the ShamWow guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All rolled into one. <laughs> he's a used car salesman, but instead of used cars, he sells you shitty inventions. Yeah, and what's he say? I even wrote it down. Rand Peltzer, fantastic ideas for a fantastic world. I make the illogical logical. I, like I make the illogical logical. When it, I know I'm jumping ahead, but when he's sitting at the kitchen table pulling up all these different inventions that he has, and one of them is the hammer that the head just goes yeah. back and forth. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? With your life. Yeah, and then the coffee pot that he made. Yeah. The, the juice squeezer. Well, there was one that was just a coffee pot. And it, remember, it kind of trinkles out coffee, and then it malfunctions, and then, and then it was just black sludge. Was... I'm like, just buy a coffee pot, you asshole! It's already been invented. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he he made a worse coffee pot. Yeah, I hate this guy. <laughs> just everything about I him. just hate him. Your I family him. is struggling with bills, and instead of getting a job like an adult, you're just like, look at this juice squeezer I made, or look at this. Phone answering machine remote, remote control. It takes her thing. longer to pull the damn <laughs> antenna out, and then she has to point at it. And it's boring. So it's just, wait, did he basically invent speakerphone? Is that what I was? I don't know. We I never did. Find it, out. it never worked. Yeah. Although, what was the other one? The the egg cracker with the chicken egg. Oh yeah, the, the chicken egg, head. The the egg cracker that just smashed all the eggs and sent the yolk everywhere. And the family is so determined to make this stuff work. They don't want to hurt dad's feelings. Fuck dad's feelings. I'm hungry. I want food. I know? want to answer my phone and have coffee. But he, he's made one <laughs> one good invention. Wait, wait. Are you talking about the bathroom buddy? Well, I don't remember the name of it, but I remember him talking to his wife and he says, you know, the people that bought, maybe it was the bathroom buddy. No, no, it wasn't the bathroom buddy. Cause that's the one he was pawning off on everybody showing off everybody. Yeah. But he said the people who bought th this other device are interested in the bathroom buddy. Yeah. But the other device wasn't his. It wasn't. No, it was someone else at the show. Cause he went to like a convention of deadbeat air quote inventors. <laughs> Well, I took it that he had actually invented one thing that actually took off. Well, maybe he had. I, again, this movie had the same effect that like prolonged watching or listening to Cheech and Chong skits have on me, where after a while, I feel like I'm high, and I'm just confused about where I am and what I'm doing. So maybe maybe my, my remembrance of this movie isn't as coherent as I think it is. Probably. You're going to have to help me. <laughs> yeah, but no, I just, I didn't like the dad. I hated the dad. We gathered. Yeah. But you know, he invented the bathroom, buddy. That doesn't work. So he gets dragged to a little out of the way knickknack shop and Chinese antiques. A cult. Possibly, I don't. Very shady. If he had like, he looked to the right and he saw a little box that had a little, little, little fuzzy creature inside singing. But I'm convinced if he had looked to the left, full ass monkey's paw or something, and it would have been turned into an episode of the Twilight Zone in that place. Yeah, I agree. And the guy, the shop owner, very clearly states the Mogwai which is the the cute little fuzzy creature that sings in the box. 
is not for sale. You can't feed it after midnight. You can't get it wet. It requires too much responsibility. The world isn't ready for to know about these creatures yet. It's not for sale. So after he leaves, the grandson went, well, actually, we really need the money. Give me that money and you can have it. But the grandfather has no knowledge of this. Now, that's not Rand's fault. I mean, it kind of is. But the grandson double deals behind the grandpa's back. <laughs> I, he he come off as just this arrogant money will buy everything. Which is ironic because he doesn't have any money because he's a shitty inventor. I, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, are you working over the last bit of grocery money that you have to buy this <laughs> singing puppet? Like, you don't know what it is. To be fair, though, I mean, he is... It's not with selfish intent. Well, no, he's giving it to his son, who already has a pet. Also, my wife brought this up, and it made me laugh, so I'm bringing it up. Sometimes she has uh, really witty observations about movies, and I bring them up on the show. And she went, so later, after all this, we meet the son, who is a grown-ass man with a grown-ass man job. Yeah, he works at a bank. And she's like, wait! The dad is like, I gotta get my little boy a gift for Christmas or he's gonna be heartbroken. Your son's like 24 years old. <laughs> he's working at a fucking bank. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah. I I never even, that didn't even come uh, into my brain. Yeah, me neither. And then she said it made me laugh. So I'm, I'm bringing it up because it's hilarious. Because, yeah, he's like, I got to get my son a gift for Christmas so he can open up his presents on Christmas and something, something, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Your son's a grown man. He's an adult with a job. And he lives at home because I'm pretty sure he's paying the bills, you deadbeat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. You want to know why their house isn't foreclosed like all the other houses in that town? Because he works at a bank like a responsible adult. He, he actually has a job while his dad hangs out and builds toys. Little shitty kid has a better job than I do. <laughs> My car's better than his, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's very white and has a very wide wheelbase, like your taste in women. Yes. Mine starts, at least, though. So. It started that one time when he needed it to, but we're not there. So we meet What's-His-Face and his dog. Dog's name's Barney. Billy. Billy. Billy and Barney. What a pair. Those rapscallions. There are times in this movie I'm like, why Why is all this giving me like Dennis the Menace vibes? Because again, Billy's a grown-ass man. <laughs> I'm so confused. We go to the bank. We learn that the lady who owns the bank is a real asshole. She's the worst. Then there's that random destitute family. And they're like, please, ma'am, we'll have the money by Thursday. Please don't take our house. And she's like, too bad. It's Christmas. I don't give a shit about Christmas. And then the kids are like, we've got the smallpox because we, you know, our, uh, we live in a box with no walls. And she's just like, oh, little freeloaders, <laughs> get the hell out of here. And I'm just like, random family, random poor family that got kicked out on Christmas. Yeah, she doesn't even care. She's very like, but, but 
I think, but okay, we were talking about the, the New York Times quote about like this movie showing off its knowledge of movie lore. She rep, she actually quotes Christmas Carol because she gives an Ebenezer Scrooge line and then she gives like four Wizard of Oz lines about getting Billy and his little dog too and blah, 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 blah. Jerk off, jerk off, jerk off. We got it. The writer, uh, oh, Chris Columbus here has watched a movie or two while he was out not getting laid because his name's Chris Columbus. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, I actually, I did write that down. Mrs. Deagle gives off the Wicked Witch of the West vibes Yeah, pretty, pretty hard. Well, it's easy to when you're quoting her lines. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, dog. Uh oh, surprise! Surprise, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Here we go into the bank, and then boom! Out of nowhere, Judge Reinhold. He's like, "Hey, you little punk ass! Watch man up! Look at me! I'm 23. I'm a junior vice president. In two years, I'm gonna be running this motherfucking bank. Boom! I'm doing your girlfriend. Like, <laughs> so do you think Billy is not getting anywhere in his job? Because he brings his damn dog to work <laughs> he, he, and ties his dog up under his under the desk like no one sees it. What in the hell? No, I think he's not getting anywhere because his job sucks and he hates it. That's true, too. Because he wants to be an artist. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. This is about to get real. Ignore the single tear. <laughs> So Tevis, what what what's it like just having a job you hate when all you want to do is be an artist? I can relate to Billy. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a dog though. No. You got rid of yours. <laughs> You've had an asshole dog like Barney, and then you were like, "Oh, the hell with this dog." Yeah, <laughs> nope, I'm not living that life. <laughs> but but then, much like in the movie, I, I remember you were telling me this story from the corner of your eye. You're like, "What is surprise, Judge Reinhold?" <laughs> And he's like, Tavis, get your life. <laughs> Look at me. I'm an actor. I'm handsome. I'm in movies and stuff. I'm banging supermodels. What are you doing? And you're like, I'm being an artist. <laughs> he's like, you're, a, you know, when in doubt, surprise, just right off. Oh, God. So I was going to bring this up when uh, Billy and the dog was running. They're running to work. They was? Yeah, because, you know, the dog was running to work, too. Uh, I wonder if he gets paid to attack Mrs. Deagle. Anyway, did you recognize the downtown scene? It's Back to the Future. It's Back to the Future. Yeah, because it was filmed on the same back lot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I never knew that until I watched it probably about four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, this looks way familiar. Now, do I think I would have noticed that? Just noticing it, no, I wouldn't have. But in my research for the movie, I stumbled on that. And I went, oh, interesting. And then I was looking for it, and I could see it. Yeah, the theater. Yeah. They blow up as the one that the DeLorean runs into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super cool. Poor theater just eats it every movie. Can't, can't get a break. <laughs> so, uh, Billy comes home from his hard day at his actual job. And... uh his deadbeat dad shows up. He's like, I got your little something. And Billy's like, what is it? Start shaking the box. <laughs> He's like, don't, don't shake it. Hear the gizmo in there go. <laughs> and then Billy opens the box and we see gizmo for the first time. 
What creepy little thing is he? He's not adorable at all. He's oh, this creepy he's cute. little. No, he's not. He's With those big old ears. Creepy little bastard. <laughs> he's what he's what Stone Cold Stone Cold would call a CLB. Creepy little bastard. CLB. Creepy little bastard. There's a hot reference for you. I have never heard him say There's that. There's a deep dive. I'll explain it to you later. No one cares <laughs> for me to do it on air. Okay. No, Gizmo's not. He's creepy. He's got that weird little like pig nose going on. And he's just like, man, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I grew up in the Furby generation. Nah, son, not today. Satan. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. The Furbies did kind of borrow heavily. Yeah. Mine kept taking my wallet. Little bastard. <laughs> did you get him wet? Just throw it in the tub. <laughs> Through the toilet. And then it came out with all of its fur off. It was just the robot version screaming Latin at me. And I was like, what the hell is this? It's a gremlin. <laughs> I think it's still alive. That original Furby. They don't die. They just get angry. I have a note here that just says it's neat. <laughs> neat. And for for the life of me, I have no recollection whatsoever about what that <laughs> note is reference to. It's neat. This is what this movie did to me. I have incoherent notes. I remember nothing. It's like I got black. I blacked out at some point during this weird ass movie. I'm trying to think of something that was neat. It wasn't in this movie. I don't. Maybe I saw my dog doing something. Was it like, the, oh, that's neat. Was it the juicer? I bet it was the juicer. The one <laughs> okay. that explodes all over the kitchen. It gets a shocking amount of juice out of that one orange. I know. It looks like somebody lost a limb in a grindhouse movie and all of a sudden just juice everywhere. How many times do you think that's happened in that household? Daily. You would think after the second time, you'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm not using that son of a bitch. Even the mom is like, dad vengeance are so great for the first couple weeks. <laughs> and then they, and then they all go to shit, which, okay. I'm not an inventor. I don't have an engineering degree. I don't know anything about anything in case, you know, the people listening didn't catch on to that. But I'm pretty sure if if his invention worked for a few weeks and now it's not, that's not like he, uh, he screwed up thing because that's not how mechanics work. Like, you know, the, the mechanisms that make the stuff. I think that just means he's buying cheap parts. <laughs> Probably from Chinatown. <laughs> he gets all of his parts and his mogwais <laughs> from, from that old that, man. That old man. Yeah. You cannot have mogwai can have cheap washers <laughs> and he was like sold you bitch give me those wrap them or give these to my son yeah. it's neat i don't know okay i gotta the make the illogical logical i hate him i see too i hate every time he says that stupid ass line uh, <laughs> oh my name's Rand pelter i make the illogical logical yeah, like, fantastic gonna... inventions in a fantastic world i'll oh. fight you <laughs> Okay, oh, here's a note. interest you in a smokeless ashtray. That oh. then billows smoke because it malfunctions in hot boxes that guy's building. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Oh, you were saying. Oh, I have a note here that makes sense. Does it say I'm neat? 
No, it says it's neat. Oh, it's neat. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know what that pertains to. Was it Corey Feldman in the uh, tree costume? <gasps> it's Corey Feldman. Surprise, Corey Feldman. <laughs> That is the most life you've put into anything you've ever said. Surprise, Corey Feldman. (laughs) That's what it was. Corey Feldman comes over. Because his buddies are this grown-ass man that works at the bank. <laughs> and he's, he's covered, Billy's covered in juice, so he's just getting undressed in front of Corey Feldman. But it's okay. They're bros. <laughs> Even though he's like 12 and Billy's like 22. And <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, look what my dad got me for Christmas. Opens the box and it's Gizmo. It's It's Corey Feldman's line. Oh, it's neat. <laughs> he looks at it and goes, oh, neat. Oh, comics. Hell yeah, comic books. This little monster thing. <laughs> Goddamn real life Pokemon. I know I got time for that bullshit. So we're looking over here. Doesn't he do that after he spills water all over it? What, the comic book thing? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he spills water all over it, and then those things pop off, and he's like, oh, uh, okay, I'm I'm done with that. I, I screwed it up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I broke it. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Box yeah. of Corey Feldman. Yeah. No, no, it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Feldman. And then Judge Reinhold came in the window, and he's like, oh, playing with little monsters again, are you? Well, when I was your age, I was banging your mom and making my way in the bank. and blah, 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 blah. I was rubbing Mrs. Deagle's corns. and blah, blah, blah. I bet that's not the only thing he's rubbed of Mrs. Deagle's. Oh. Oh, my. Hey, I remember what you (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Man, this episode is just as weird as this movie. It's neat. (laughs) Can we have the Corey Feldman It's Neat Awards (laughs) for when something's just real neat? (laughs) Look how neat that is. (laughs) Oh god. Can I get on to my next note before yes, there yes, please. before there are any more surprises? Oh, okay. He's like they get Gizmo wet. They're the little clothes, not clothes, babies, offspring. I'm sleepy. You said it's past my bedtime. Too many surprises. I'm tuckered out. <laughs> and uh, shut up, Devin. Just checking the time. <laughs> Eat my ass. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, I know. I'll take it to my teacher to do experiments. And so they gather up the little babies and they go to his high school teacher so he can perform experiments. And in, in, my, in my head, I'm going, what high school teacher is doing legit experiments? If they were capable of legit experiments, they wouldn't be teaching in high school. Yeah, and then his first idea was, oh, let's get it wet and see what it does. That's what happened when it got wet. Interesting. Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it looks all angry and cantankerous. Blood draw. Here comes the needle. And what teacher is staying in his lab until two o'clock in the morning? Because he's got ex- he's got experiments to run on the little monster. 
No. No, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, clearly, he doesn't have a wife at home. No, that's true. Because if he did, he'd have been home long before, too. Or maybe he definitely is married, and that's why he's not going home. That explains it right there. We we just <laughs> it's uncovered we it. We just talked it through. You know, he has to wait for Judge Ronald to leave. <laughs> then he can come home, and, you know, it's fine. You know, he's 23 and already junior vice president of the bank. Yeah. Surprise, Troy Feldman. <laughs> you haven't seen my new apartment. I haven't seen your old apartment. Like, what? <laughs> so, movie goes along. They eat after midnight. And then all the ones that eat. Okay, also, they're like, and he's like, it's 1120. That's, that's fine. And gives them a full-ass plate of chicken. <laughs> yeah, and the they're just going to town on that thing. And yeah. watching that scene of them eating kind of grossed me out. It reminded me of Lord of the Rings Return of the King when the stewards yes. nomin on the tomatoes. Disgusting. <laughs> Everyone who knows what I'm talking about just went, because you could <laughs> you could picture him chop down all the juice and runs down his and hear shit. it. You could feel it. Ugh. Like you could just feel the sound. But also, why does Billy have a full-ass plate of chicken in his room? I'm I'm just going to say they didn't show us him going to the kitchen to get it. I'm hoping to God he doesn't have... Well, he might have to have a, a refrigerator full of that up in his uh, apartment <laughs> so that his deadbeat dad doesn't eat all of his food that he bought. <laughs> With his money from, from his, his job. From his <laughs> bank job money. <laughs> Uh, okay, and then when you know it, they all turn into horrifying cocoons. Did you notice the movie that they were, uh, Billy and, uh, Billy was watching? Invasion of the Body Snatchers, New York Times. They are more interested in showing off their movie lore than creating an inter a consistently entertaining movie experience. They're like, oh, this is like the thing in the pod, people, and the boot, 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 boot. The more we talk about this, the more I understand that review see i knew we'd get there even for even for a dunce like you even i knew me. you have to you have to hold my hand all the time well just because i like to segway and segway that's how segways work you just say it <laughs> horrible cocoons am i the only just look look at those cocoons and tell me oh clearly i need to just do, go ahead and destroy these yeah, I don't know what they were thinking of just leaving them be. I would have immediately gathered them son of a bitches up and took them to the fire uh, fireplace and thrown them in. Oh, just not what's her face's fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Penny? I don't remember what uh, her name was. Phoebe Cates. That's Phoebe Cates. That's the actress, right? Yeah. 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 Poor Phoebe. <laughs> what's wrong with her fireplace? It has a clog. <laughs> It's her dead father. <laughs> We're not there. Oh my god! Maybe we can't. Why don't we just skip ahead? Because this movie is weird and it sucks. So, okay, cocoons hatch. The Mogwai are no longer Mogwai except Gizmo. They are gremlins. We did it. We made it to the title of the movie, Gremlins. 
when the mother is at home by herself and the gremlins attack her. And she opens up a full can of whoop ass? On all of them. <laughs> I've got it written down. So first, she kills one with the blender. That finally works. I'm like, juices his ass good and fine. Uh, then she gets one with a knife. Then she gets one with a microwave. That's my favorite. Then she gets attacked because they were hiding in the Christmas tree, to which Billy comes home, pulls a long sword off the wall. I thought Dad and I were the only ones that had medieval weaponry on our walls. But Billy's like, ha-ha, long sword, and then just takes one out. But that's when Stripe, because they're like, who's got a Stripe? It's clearly a mohawk. But they call him Stripe, whatever. And he escapes. Why are these things a threat if one house mom just took him to task by herself? Well, I think the movie answers that question when Stripe jumps into the pool and creates however many of them there were. Yeah, but you also have a... Te- so, so mom killed four out of five. Right. Stripe makes a bunch of them. We now know that adults, for the most part, can kill them on a four-to-one ratio. Yeah, but the ad- other adults in this movie... I mean, you're going to talk about... what? What's his name? The one who has to drive his tractor to the bar because he's so drunk It's American. It's American, mate. It's a Kentucky. It's not one of them foreign gerbs. <laughs> the the sheriff and his drunk ass and his drunk ass deputy <laughs> and his drunk ass deputy who was uh Mike from Breaking Bad if you've never if you did not know that have you ever seen Breaking Bad I have not oh it's so good I everyone thought so and they ruined it for me because it's oh, just man. the greatest t- television show in TV history I'm like ah cool <laughs> yeah it's really good and he is also the one who kills Eddie Murphy's friend in Beverly Hills Cop. Man, it's been a hot minute since I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. What was his friend's name? Mikey. Oh. Yeah, he kills Mikey. Anyway, sorry. I just rambled on there a moment. Speaking of, wait, speaking of Judge Reinhold, Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Full circle. Before, before we go on to, uh, I, before the uh, the the pool and all of that, even before the mom goes on her killing spree, the experiment uh, performing high school teacher, he he has a gremlin. It cocooned because he gave a Snickers bar some shit. Because you know you're not your, you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> it cocooned. It hatched one under the desk, and he was like, "Oh, still mad about that blood drop?" Blah blah blah. Reached in. And then it grabbed his hand and like bit him or whatever, but like pulled him into the desk. And that's kind of where it leaves him. And I'm going, wait, this grown ass man can't use his grown ass man strength and outpower a gremlin. He he didn't have a blender handy or a knife or a microwave. He shouldn't need one. This is, this is child's play all over again. Chucky doll's coming in. You, Chucky doll, up yours, you little jerk. You're just, you have no physical power. I'm an, I'm a grown man. I'm 220 pounds of, I'll murder your face. I'm not afraid of him. 
and his stupid little porcelain eyes. I'm not afraid of these little dick munch gremlins. I don't care if you have an army of them. I'm just going to put my mud stomping boots on and I'm just going to start tromping through them because fuck these little things. (laughs) How did the high school teacher get pulled under the desk? And then they find him and he's dead but then he has like a syringe sticking out of his ass so i'm like wait did he get pulled under the desk and his face get eaten and he died or did he die from whatever might have been in the syringe but if he died from whatever was in the syringe why does a high school science teacher have murderous capable chemicals in his high school lab why is that just sitting out all right kids Now, remember, you don't mix acids and bases, it will have a reaction. And don't touch my cyanide cabinet. That's for teachers only. Why did he die? If he died before, then why did the gremlins stab him in the butt? I don't understand. This movie is so weird. Sun's getting real low. Am I wrong? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Anyway, the high school teacher died. High school teacher died? (laughs) How did he die? Surprise, Judge Reynolds. Surprise. (laughs) Corey Feldman killed him. Uh, Okay, so moving on. Uh, Stripe escapes. Question. Speaking of science, science related things. Okay. Don't get them wet, they'll multiply. He he escaped into the snow. Follow me here. Because when water evaporates and it goes into the atmosphere, <laughs> if temperature is if the temperature is right and, and atmospheric conditions are correct, that precipitation will fall down into more of a solid form than a liquid. And we call it snow. But it's still water. That's why when you go out and you're like rolling it and when you touch it and make a snowball or you build your snowman and you you touch your gloves or whatever, and they're wet from the water because snow is water. But Stripe goes out into the, to the snow, which again is water. And because he's a naked little gremlin monster, he's getting wet because he's touching it. Shouldn't he just be sprouting shit left and right because he's wet? He got wet in the snow. That's what snow is. The snow works. I don't have to be a dead high school science teacher to understand how snow works. It's not that kind of movie. What what kind of movie is it? It's a gremlin movie. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know either. This movie is pure nonsense. And I'm like, I hate it. I don't think anybody was thinking of the snow. No, they were going, they were going, how many more, uh, (laughs) gremlins? I hate you. No, they're trying to figure out how many more references they could just cram into this dead turkey of a movie. So then Billy is like, I better go tell the police. And that's when we get our first real taste of the of the town's police department. They are they're idiots and they don't care. <laughs> Wait, is it now were they is this when they were drunk off their ass? Yeah. And they're just mocking him. He's like, people are dying. And they're like, what are you crazy kids? Give me another shot of the eggnog or whatever. And they're spiking it. <laughs> and they're just being the biggest jerks. 
the 80s was a weird time <laughs> i like how that's been your oh that's been your one defense for everything in this movie 80s was weird man i'm going for a drink at the, at the bar okay this is when the movie gets extremely weird okay actually pause the pool scene it's worth mentioning oh when he jumps in the pool billy chases stripe to the local ymca there are a bunch of costume dancers they left i don't know what that was (laughs) are you okay yeah okay village people reference and he dives into the pool and then it turns into this bubbling smoking cauldron effect that was really cool which on the surface you're like okay whatever i've seen that but it's an entire lap pool and yeah that was actually really cool to see to see the green glow and the smoke and the roiling bubbles at that level that was cool yeah and then the music that they added on top of it just that eerie like sound i'm sure they stole it from some 1940s horror movie probably some alien ship some some reference i didn't get this movie sucks but that was yeah that part was really cool and and really creepy but take us to the bar my good man so i don't know her name but phoebe cates who's works there surprise phoebe cates surprise phoebe cates she's mourning the loss of her father um (laughs) oof by working in a bar uh, okay also phoebe cates is uh she looks younger than Billy, but they're both clearly adults. She's tending bar. He works at a bank. Why do all the kids have jobs and the adults are freeloaders? I don't. What is this weird world? Does the mom have a job? No, she's a stay-at-home mom, but that's definitely a job. No, I agree. You just don't get paid for it. I agree, but I don't. I couldn't remember if she actually had a, a side job or what. No, she was a stay-at-home mother for her twenty-something-year-old 20. son. Because she needs him, or she, he needs her. She's probably busy picking up dog shit and mogwai shit. <laughs> Barney was housebroken. Was he, though? <laughs> I mean, he was housebroken enough to hide in a bank <laughs> for eight hours. What was I saying? Phoebe Cates, tending bar. Yes. But all the gremlins are in this bar, and it gets really, really weird. I felt like this scene, there are two scenes in particular. This is one of them. And I'm like, they're clearly making some kind of commentary, societal commentary. Yeah, but again, for a kid's movie, this was targeted for kids. Right, but it shouldn't have been, but yeah. Yeah, um, there was a lot of smoking, a lot of gunfire, (laughs) a lot of just gruesomeness. Yeah. And then... It it would offset it with extremely goofy shit. Like the one gremlin that had the puppet on his hand. Yeah, he was like, Anna! Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? And there's the one that's going full, like, gonzo, swinging from the ceiling. Ceiling but, fan. But then you had one that was like a mafia boss, and there was another gremlin in drag and like a Marilyn Monroe wig and white dress, like, sitting on his lap, and they were playing poker, and I'm like, this is weird! It's so weird! Yeah, that whole bar scene just kind of lost me 
Oh, I was because I well, I was like, what are we, what kind of a movie are we are we going for the gruesome, scary? Are we going for the goofy? Scary? I don't know. I don't know what kind of movie we're making here. Wait, when when was there gruesome, scary? How are you confused about what kind of movie this is? Well, the gruesomeness of like the microwave scene or Stripe's death, where he melts into a bubbling pile of goo. Now it's like. What are we? What are we going for? Do are we trying to be fun and entertaining? Or are we trying to be gruesome and entertaining? I don't. So Gruesomeness it, is fun, but it's it's swing swing. <laughs> it's it's swinging, man. It's swinging. Uh, it just swinging. It 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 went too far one way and then too far the other for me. Pick a lane. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Hey, Billy gets his car working because it works for roughly four seconds as he drives down the street, makes a left. He could have walked there faster, crashes into the building, or he doesn't even crash it. He's just like, Phoebe Case, let's go. And she's like, okay. And they get in the car and then it just doesn't work anymore. And all the gremlins are like, ah, that guy's piece of shit lemon doesn't work. I guess he got his dad's engineering prowess. What does she see in Billy? Well, she probably sees a fairly handsome young man with a good job, <laughs> unlike his father. Unlike her father. <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? Well, she probably thinks Billy is hot, just like her father. So, earlier in the movie, Phoebe Case's character explains how she hates Christmas. Hates it. Hates the holidays. Everyone's so happy, and she just isn't. And Billy's like, you know, well, what's wrong? What's why? And she's just like, mind your business, and leaves. Well, now we find out why. Because Christmas Eve, her dad went out one night and never came home. He go out for milk? Or cigarettes or something. <laughs> he went out and didn't come home. And, you know, obviously they get worried. The police get involved. Missing persons report. No one can find him. And then it was about five days later. They were getting cold in the house. And so Phoebe Cates went to start a fire in the fireplace. And that, and I'm quoting here. And that's when I noticed the smell. Because her dad decided, as a surprise to the family, to dress as Santa Claus with a bag of gifts and, like an asshole, go down the chimney where he got stuck and died. Oh, no. He, he slipped, fell, broke his neck, and then his corpse got stuck in the chimney. Then the fire department has, please keep laughing, this is hysterical, <laughs> you absolute psychopath. Then the fire department was like, man, he's in there good, so they had to break the chimney from the top and then, like, crane his ass out. Had to cut parts of him all off. Had to cut him up to pull him up piece by piece. What? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was like, man, I don't remember that. <laughs> And she's just like, ever since then, I don't like Christmas. Now, let's be real. How does Billy not know that? 
whatever town they're in isn't that big. That that would and, have been and, the main story. And even if they lived in the heart of New York and they had they were you know X amount of million people in their air quote city. They live like two blocks from each other, even if even if they were in the most populous area on the planet, just from sheer proximity, he a hundred percent knew that happened. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the main story for years at he, their school, at, at family functions. People would be old people would be whispering about it on sidewalks. Yeah, every time she walked by. Oh, there's Phoebe Case. Her dad died like an asshole in the chimney. <laughs> Doesn't he know chimneys aren't made for people? That's just a fable that we tell children so they get happy about the jolly man who uses magic and goes down the chimney. So that happens. <laughs> Then it jumps to the movie theater scene, right? Yeah, well, they're all watching Snow White. And I have a problem with that. I so do I, but it it may or may not be the same problem. (laughs) They can't be around bright light. It's a goddamn movie being projected. Yeah, but when it was just the white screen, they all go, bright light, bright light. And then it, the movie kicks on. I guess that dulled it enough. Well, I'm, I, even that I don't get either. Because even when Gizmo gets brought into the bathroom to get his head fixed, because Billy knocks him off the and he lands, in the, and trash lands can. in the trash can. And- As someone who's fallen off heights into trash cans and onto trash cans and whatever, we backyard wrestled some as a lad. Uh, he'd have been fine. Yeah, but he brings him into the bathroom, and he's like, ah, bright light, bright light. I'm like, dude, it's a small one-bulb freaking <laughs> light It's a, it's a single 40-watt calm down. Yeah, chill out, you fuzzy little shit. <laughs> so you said projector comes on, they all should have just burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> should have done something, but no, they're all just laughing and giggling and watching the... Well, you see, Tavis, this isn't that kind of movie, and they didn't put thought into the projector giving off light. Yeah, I know. <laughs> snow is wet projectors are bright i don't yeah. fuck you <laughs> it's not that kind of movie it's not that kind of movie i the i keep thinking about that because i remember watching a interview with mark hamill sure and he's talking about him and harrison ford on the set of the original star wars and mark hamill is like i, I was talking to george lucas and you know, we had just came out of the trash compactor and I'm like, hey, you know, George, wouldn't my hair be all wet? And he said, Harrison Ford looked at him and was like, hey, kid, it's not that kind of movie. If they're <laughs> if they're looking at your hair, then we're doing something wrong. So I'm like, oh, OK. No, fuck him. That I disagree with that wholeheartedly. No, Harrison Ford said, so I can't disagree with it. Harrison Ford sucks. No. no yeah, he, he does. I watched Indy. <laughs> but I, I always thought about that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You don't always have to be. Con- continuity doesn't always need to be. A yeah, thing. but when he comes out of the water, his hair is wet. Well, it was when they were running down the hallway or something. I can't remember exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. But. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's wrong, but sure. Where are we at in Gremlins? So, this we're at the theater, and I feel like this is the second uh, time in the movie, real explicitly, 
that they are making some kind of comment on society and culture. Okay. You have a bunch of two to three foot tall, you know, whatever diminutive little monsters shrieking and screaming and eating and throwing food and running around. And they're just all around just being little shits, right? To use your own favorite phrase, right? And so then what gets them to stop? They just put something on TV. They just get the movie going to shut them up. And then they all stop and they're glued to to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And my problem with this scene is, no, they wouldn't. That movie is crazy boring and it sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you've never seen a movie before. I guess the f- fair point. Moving pictures. Great Rush album. <laughs> I know how much you love Rush. That's an oxymoron. You're an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> but no and so now i'm just like i feel like this and then it ties in at the end or it ties into the beginning where he's like the world's not ready for when the the old man's like the world's not ready for mogwai it's too much responsibility and then they have this theater scene and they're all little monsters doing their thing and then the cartoon comes on and they shut up for five seconds and then at the end and the, the old man comes back and takes gizmo home because he was you know borderline stolen and he's and you know he's like again he's like yeah i've seen that the damage i was destructed because you couldn't take care of them you couldn't follow the simple rules and they got out of hand and you couldn't deal with it and and then he's like you taught him to watch tv and i'm like this is just some weird commentary on parenting yeah you're not wrong there. And, and parents just being lazy and you know and I'm like, wait, are, is it th- is this the kind of movie Gremlins is <laughs> that we're making social commentary? Yeah, I I kind of took that away from it with the kids watching TV thing because when he obviously says that, you know, you 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 let him watch t- television. Oh, how dare you! I took that away from it all, and also I took away that American-made stuff doesn't work. Yeah, but the American-made stuff does work. For about a week. No, that was that American stuff. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You can't you can't just just clump the entire American uh uh manufacturing industry on Rand Numbnuts and his ability to make the fantastical mundane or whatever his line is. His name is Rand Pelter. He makes the illogical logical. <laughs> yeah, you can't lump all these hardworking men and women of America for centuries into this jerk off's juicer. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yes, I can, he says. And that's why no one likes you, Devin. <laughs> and a show that features me, you're the unlikable I'm one. the villain. And that is impressive. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so they blow the theater up. Gremlins die. We then get a really stupid prolonged chase slash fight scene trying to finish Stripe off. Oh, in the department store. In the department store. Every time we see Stripe, he he has a slightly more upgraded mode of transportation. First, he's running. And then he has a skateboard. And then he has a, a tricycle or some bullshit. And then Gizmo's like, to hell with this. He's in a, a like an RC pink Barbie car tearing ass down the aisleways. And I'm just like, this. why is this still going? 
<laughs> no one cares. And then throughout all this, Billy ends up getting like stabbed with a pair of scissors. He gets shot with a crossbow. He's going through the ringer. But then Stripe turned on a tennis ball machine and he took like a couple of tennis balls to the torso and that flew him backwards into some shelving and he was just completely incapacitated at that point. And Stripe pulled a revolver, right? They're just tennis balls, man. Get the hell up. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you have a crossbow bolt in your bicep and you couldn't give a shit less about it. You got hit with a tennis ball. Get up. He should have just called his mom and be like hey hey mom meet me down here at the department store we gotta kick this gremlin's ass you to whip some ass <laughs> bring your knife and the Rand Peltzer chopping device <laughs> bring that automatic mm. hammer <laughs> can you bring the coffee pot that dad invented <laughs> what <laughs> we're gonna club something with it lord knows don't turn it on whatever you do don't turn it on <laughs> And so now it's just like this weird combat scene, but this is okay. This is the second gremlin we've seen with a gun, right? And we see him with knives and all kinds of shit. But did you notice that they're all perfectly sized for gremlins? Like none of them are holding a human sized gun. Where are they finding these special to special novelty gremlin weapons? Probably in Chinatown. <laughs> they ran down there and they're like, yeah. excuse me, old man, we need miniature revolvers. Man. And he was like, hmm. why does he sound like Bugsy Siegel? <laughs> well, you know, the one in the bar looked like Bugsy. Man. That's true. Man, see? I need three small revivers, see? <laughs> I made this one dress and drag and sit on my lap, see? Man. So I'm just pointing that out. Okay. But, you know, lo and behold, Gizmo saves the day. Kinda? Basically, he, he succeeds in raising the blinds and concussing himself. Yeah. <laughs> but he still, he did more than Billy did. He, hey, Billy took a tennis ball and was completely incapacitated. <laughs> the chest. Ugh. <laughs> And what's her name? Can't operate a damn switchboard. She can't find the lights for to save her life. <laughs> oh, we need to turn the store lights on. Is it that electrical box? No, I'm going to hit buttons on this computer. <laughs> that must do it. Yeah. She's turning music on yeah. and ads for the <laughs> store. And is she up there turning the knob? <laughs> because you can hear it like speeding up and slowing down. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but. No, you're dumb. <laughs> She's mourning her father. You can't say that. What's the matter with you? You can't just call her dumb. Well, your daughter's not listening to this episode. My word. Oh, my. This movie, man. Shocker. They kill it. Old man comes, takes the Mogwai away, and the, the town returns to some level of normalcy. Except for all the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta pick Mrs. Deagle up out of the street. Okay, I was actually just about to bring that up. Because her death has a, has a good part in, in that, in what I'm about to bring up. Why slash how do all the gremlins, upon birth, have the most intricate innate knowledge of all things mechanical electrical engineering robotics 
they rewire this bitch's chair to go a hundred miles an hour and fly out the roof so she'll die on on the fall. They mess with the cops' cars and rip the brakes out. They like they 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 get the projector in the movie theater going. How do they know how to do this? It's the same logic of the Blade movies. Okay, I don't know where this is going. Every vampire that Blade takes out knows karate. (laughs) Why do all these vampires know kung fu? Why do all these gremlins know how to hotwire the just mess with? Like, what is? They're all tinkering experts, and I don't get it. They're real shit with shooting guns because they can't hit anything. He was good with that crossbow, though. Crossbow, dead accurate. Revolver misses all six shots. Yeah. Looks like Harry and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Harry, you're alive! And you're a terrible shot. <laughs> right, he just shoots like perfectly around Billy. And I'm like, what the hell? What happened to Judge Reinhold all this, by the way? <laughs> or Corey Feldman. Oh, that's, we see Corey Feldman with a slingshot fighting him off the awning of his house. Yeah, and that's the last we see of him. He didn't make it, did he? No, I don't think so. (laughs) He definitely didn't make it. No. Oh, my God. This this movie. This movie. Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Okay. And then we'll we'll give it a final rating. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. There are multiple parts that I enjoy. I enjoy the very gruesomeness of it. I enjoy Gizmo. The little freak. The little freak. I enjoy the little freak. I enjoy Stripe to a point, but once it starts to get really goofy, like in the bar. Or Gizmo driving the car. or And even Gizmo driving the car didn't bother me so much. It just, I don't know, it kind of loses me. Mm-hmm. And I see where Gremlins 2 fell off so bad because it kind of took the same formula let's do a little bit of fun a little bit of crazy stupid just turn it up to 15 20 (laughs) and also usually sequels need a a pretty good launch point and gremlins 2 was dead on arrival man it jumped off the sidewalk onto the street it had no launch point i don't remember two that much thankfully but as as a movie going experience, I would say skip it. Get the gruesome parts on YouTube. If you're curious about Gizmo, look him up on YouTube. But yeah, I I can't recommend this movie. It's definitely not worth the ticket price. I would agree with that. Uh I got this movie for free because it was your DVD you let me borrow. And I want my money back. <laughs> no, so so I I don't hate this movie. No, I don't either. And like I said before, I don't like it. Never going to watch it again. Never going to show it to my kids. I, with any luck, I'll forget this movie ever existed. Is it worth, worth the ticket price? Absolutely not. Should you go out of way to, to see it? No. Should you waste your time going on YouTube to look any of it up? No. <laughs> not really. I have a single caveat. The only reason you could argue as to why you watched this movie 
is you and some friends got together, lit up a fat J, and passed it around while you watched this thing. And I bet, I bet it is the funniest shit in the world if you are blitzed out of your mind. Have bring invite Palmer over, tell him to bring his stash. He'll light up a fatty, and then you guys just do your thing, right? And then just have a nice, quiet evening at home as you laugh at gremlins, I guess. Like, that's the only way this movie can be any good. It has to be. I don't know. Tune in next week, and I'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Tune us next week when we do ticket price experiments. (laughs) No, this... It's it's not good. It's weird in all the wrong ways. Like, there's good weird where you're like, oh, I don't know. No, this is just like, why? Why is any of this happening? Why am I watching this? Why am I not high? <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> this By the end of it, like I said, it was me, my wife, and my dad all just sitting there going, what did we just watch? I feel weird. <laughs> why did we sit through it? And I'm like, I don't know why you guys sat through. I have to, I'm I'm contractually obligated. Right. And they're just like, you know, my dad was like, man, I got up and left during the last 10 minutes of the thing. Cause I was too tired and that's a good movie. And then Anne's like, yeah, and Avatar sucks. And we just got up and left on that one because it sucks. And I'm like, yeah, and you guys stuck up, stuck around for Gremlins. <laughs> and and it's, it's just this enigma. No one knows why we watched it. That's fair. So don't watch this movie. Don't look it up. It's not worth it. It's not. There's no point in this movie. Is it worth it? Unless... All right. Anything else? I'm so done. <laughs> I feel weird after time. And I know if I keep thinking about it, I'm going to get worked up again. It's snow. <laughs> snow is wet. It's water. It's water. That's how snow works. Why did the teacher have a syringe in his ass? Is that what killed him? Also, they were like, oh, my God, our teacher's dead. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. They were like, oh, teacher, they couldn't have given less of a shit. I just, wait, his head, let go of me. Wait a minute. I'm talking about gremlins. Get your hands off of me. Snow is wet. We will return to your scheduled programming shortly, or we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. We're sorry you had to sit through that. I took Jake out back and killed him. Sun was getting real low. <laughs> this movie does weird things to me, man. It's real. I can, weird. I can tell. It's just it doesn't make it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's Tevis at Master Control. I am Jake, your calm, cool, collected co-host. Yeah, I man. am. My beans are chilled. My coffee pot works (laughs) and it's all good. And we're going to get our, we're going to get our Santa hat out and we're just going to calmly in a nice relaxing way, talk about next week's movie. And here it comes. And uh, to continue the spirit of the holidays, we will be looking at Die Hard next week. Nice, calm, 
relaxing Die Hard. Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, and a whole lot of chill. Everyone's calm. No one's heart's gonna explode. Thank you all for listening. If you like the show, give it a like. Tell your friends about it. Check us out on Patreon. That would be groovy. (laughs) Until then, my friends. That's Tevis. I'm Bob Ross. I mean, I'm Jake. Surprise, Bob Ross! (laughs) Damn it, you ruined the mood! Good night, everyone. <laughs> this fucking.